We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. This is the, the Ladies Guide to, to Dude Cinema. Cinema. <laughs> my name is Beck Howard, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. Yes, baby. And 191 movies in and we're still going. They still keep recommending them to us. There's... We're going stronger than ever, I would say. Yeah, dudes, <laughs> you love a lot of movies, it turns out. <laughs> We had no idea. We're never going to die. We'll never die. But we are going to change. Sure. And I'm not going to say why. You'll just have to stay oh! tuned. We change. We evolve. We're a human We're a human genome species. I yeah. don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> so get ready. Get ready. All right. Um, but anyway, how are you, Alexia? I'm well, my love. I have to say for myself and on behalf of Sydney, yet again, we missed you. Oh You've been God. away for a week. I missed you. I was in Perth for the last week. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the very fresh air, <laughs> salty sea breeze and the mm. sunshine. But now we're back. And you're just loving that smog? Yeah, grimy, gritty Sydney. Mm. I walked back into my apartment, forgot to wipe the bench down, and there was a lot of cockroaches. Woo! And you're like, mm, my house smells musty. What could that be? Oh, it's that Sydney mold, baby. Ooh, it was, Welcome back. Thank you. It was very funny just telling... Because people in Perth don't have mold. They have the most beautiful houses. No, they're dry as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just be like, oh, every house has mold. And they were like the panic in their eyes. Mm. I'm like, what do you, you – Yeah. You so, could get sick. You know you know your your blankets on your bed? Just imagine that, but always just slightly – is it cold or is it damp? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Everything slightly damp. <laughs> anyway, that's me. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a big question for you. Yeah. What have you watched this week, my love? What do you recommendo? Bebe. So I want to address up top. Uh, in last week's episode, I said that on the Patreon, I will be talking about She-Hulk. You did. And then we released the Patreon episode and I forgot. <laughs> and <it wasn't. laughs> I forgot. So that is happening in next, next week's. Yes. So, yes. Okay. I promise. <laughs> I, I pinky swear across my heart. Bated breath, edge of our fucking seats yes. over here. We'll be talking about She-Hulk. Um, but... Another thing I've watched this week mm. uh, that is fantastic and I love a bit of backstory on this. <laughs> so I uh, fell in love with a YouTube game show from College Humor mm-hmm. uh, called Game Changer. Okay. And it's hosted by a guy called Sam Reich? 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 One of those. Reich. It's spelled R-E-I-C-H. Ah. Um, and it's just like. Blech. A- I know. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, and it's him and a bunch of improvisers improvising a game show or like changing the format of a game show every week and they have to like find out what it is. Fun. Yeah, and I loved it. And then recently I've been getting a bunch of clips on my feed uh, on TikTok and Instagram of clips from a show with all the same people but it looks a bit different. Mm -hmm. I looked into it. Colin Schumer now has a uh, essentially streaming service where you pay – I think it's $3.19 a month. And they have some of the most 
beautiful, hilarious content what? I've ever seen. They've got a game called Make Some Noise and it's just improvisers doing impressions of like weird and wacky things and it's just like. Oh, my God, I love this. There's an episode of Game Changer on there that you can only get behind the paywall that's an entirely improvised musical. Huh. And it's it's the funniest thing I've ever seen, and it is worth every single dollar. If you want something that's like different and but just so not mainstream, yeah, mm. and like no, what is it? Just like it's just fun and it's no just pretension, silly. yeah, yeah, no pretension. A message, just a silly fun time with super talented people that I'm shocked. I haven't seen everywhere else. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So that is my recommendation. That it's sounds called, exactly what I'm into right It's now. called Dropout, $3.19 a month. Highly recommend. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've watched. But I want to know. What? I'm shaking inside. What? What have you watched this week? Oh, my God. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. First, I would like to do a slight retraction of a previous something that I have recommended. <gasps> Gasp. And I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I would like to slightly retract under the banner of heaven. Oh, I'm really glad you said that. That's really? a relief. Yeah. Did you think it was going to be something else or do you agree? I agree. You do? Because, mm. yeah, because I finished it this week, finally. When I recommended it, I'd only gotten like two episodes in. And it's good, but I just don't want my name attached to a recommendation of this show That's anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I think I was more enamored with the premise of it and the story, mm. but I just don't – I don't. I didn't like how the story was told in the end. I just – there's something around the writing of this show. It was really long and slow in the end and I, I got really confused a lot through it and it was just a bit messy for me. Yeah. So, yeah, just a word of warning to anyone who did take my recommendation to heart. Mm. It's a bit of a slog sometimes. Yeah, it does get messy at the end mm. and it gets like – because I feel like they solve it in like what's 10 episodes. Yeah. They solve it in episode seven and then they're like, no, but – Or even episode <laughs> five and so then you're like, that's what was confusing. Then I was like – second guessing myself like wait do I not get it haven't yeah. they solved it yeah and they're like no no no. we just have some other questions about the story but we're not going to tell you that we solved it it's all very wishy-washy I don't know yeah yeah but the storyline itself I like the story mm. I love any LDS shit like yeah. I love all that stuff right now so there's this you get that from it and Andrew Garfield is fine. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this but to be honest his character is always almost crying in that show Every single time. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. There's a close up on him. He is welling up with tears. And I love a man who cries. I do. Yeah, me love too. Love a man who's emotionally we encourage connected. encourage it. But when it's every time, as a viewer, it kind of loses its strength, its impact. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get to one where like, I don't think he's cut out to be a detective. I just, just want to say the whole way through. And I ruined it for Luke early on by pointing out that he's always almost crying. So then he couldn't unsee that. And the whole way through, every time he was like, there was a close up, I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy, why is he even in this job? He yeah. hates it. Maybe he just has watery eyes. <laughs> That's, I think he just has constant wet eyes. But like his character is that he's always like struggling with his, you know, faith and stuff. Yeah. So he's always on the verge of tears. But I was like, at, at the first few times I saw that, I was like, oh, hit me in the heartstrings. That, mm. that hurts. And then towards the end, I was like, can you just stop crying? <laughs> <laughs> You're a detective. Get it together. You've become a misogynist. You're like, I oh, am. Get it fucking together. I'm part of the patriarchy problem now. 
So there's that. But I've also recently started, and I mean, this might be a retraction in the end, but right now I'm three episodes in and I'm fucking loving it. This new movie called The Therapist. Ooh. It's on Disney Plus, I think. Wait, it's a movie? It's a show. Oh, show. Okay. I'm only three eps in. They're doing a weekly drop of the eps. I have to oh. wait. But it's about, it's it's stars Steve Carell. Love. And he's a therapist. And it's not funny at all. It's like a horror thriller. Oh. And he's a therapist and he gets uh, kidnapped by one of his patients. And I won't say anything else, but that's kind of the premise, which is right up my alley. But the main character, the guy who plays the patient, Mm. I watched two whole episodes and I was like, God, he looks familiar. And then I looked it up. Do you know who it fucking is? Who is it? Dom Hall Gleason. <gasps> He's back, He's baby. back. He won't let us rest. He won't leave us alone. Yeah. So he's very good. So Steve Carell and Dom Hall Gleason. Oh, my God. In a horror thriller psychological suspense shit. It's really good so far. Oh, hell yes. So, yeah. I'm going to give that a bloody watch. And also Steve Carell's wife is played by an age-appropriate woman. <laughs> okay. I'm aroused. You can believe it. I am aroused. So tick, tick, tick on that. But yeah. Great. Oh my God, there's so many wonderful things to watch. So many wonderful things to watch. Well, there is one more thing I watched this week. What did you watch? I watched a little movie Mm -hmm. called The Day After Tomorrow. You did, you did. I nearly said die another day. (laughs) And I've had to correct myself. I've literally woke up this morning and I was like, don't say die die another day. day. And I nearly did it. I almost said One Day More, which is the famous song from Les Miserables, of course. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> so we we should probably explain. So we have a pre-recorded episode that's coming out in a few weeks. And yes. on that episode, we discussed this movie the day after tomorrow. And then we're like, we'll do that next week. Yeah. And then we realizing. booked it all in. We watched it. And then we were like, oh. You guys haven't heard us say that yet. <laughs> we, we've messed with the timeline. Yeah. So we <laughs> apologize. Again, it's been busy at it's Dude Cinema busy. HQ. But huge, huge couple of weeks huge at Dude Cinema HQ. Um Just wait, you guys. So we are doing The Day After Tomorrow. Yes. What is your history with this film? I swear I had never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Again, like it could have been any kind of like action movie from Mm -hmm. this time. It just kind of blurs all into one. I I didn't know it was a disaster movie. Oh, it's a disaster movie. I maybe I got it, I think, confused with Independence Day. Okay. Because yep. I knew it was like hyper American. Yep. America number one. Yeah. Is the vibe. Yeah. So the Statue off. of Liberty is a lot. You a see lot. her a lot in she, these kind of movies. Yeah. She's yeah. around. Yeah. She's there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I had definitely seen it. It's not one of my favorite, like my main disaster movies. Yes. Because um, you're the queen of disaster I movies. I do love them. I love them a lot. So I had definitely seen it, but this one never really. Despite there being a tidal wave in it, and historically they were my favourite disaster movies, is when a wall of water just disseminates a city. But I think I'd seen it like once and it just didn't really grab me. Mm. Um, so I, didn't, I couldn't remember what it was about. Like the actual, I couldn't remember what the disaster was. Totally forgot that it was climate change. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Mm, Shall okay. we jump in? Yes, let's right. do it. Up today. 
extraordinary. Extraordinary and disturbing, that is. You recall what you said about how polar melting might disrupt the North Atlantic current? Yes. Well, I think it's happening. Folks, we've hit some unusual turbulence. Uh, we've encountered a cloud layer that's abnormally high. You all right? He's afraid of flying. Day after tomorrow, 2004, where will you be? After years of increases in the greenhouse effect, havoc is wreaked globally in the form of catastrophic hurricanes, tornadoes, tidal waves, floods, and the beginning of the new ice age. Paleoclimatologist. Wow. Well done. (laughs) Tries to warn the world while also shepherding to safety his son, trapped in New York after the city is overwhelmed by the start of the new big freeze. God, even just in that synopsis, you hit so many of the disaster movie tropes. I love it. But, Beck, for anyone who hasn't seen The Day After Tomorrow, how would you describe this film? Okay, I know we've just played the trailer, but I would like to do my own impression of the trailer. Oh, please do. Okay, all right. What's the guy's name? Jack Hall? Jack Hall. Okay. Hi, I'm Jack Hall, and I'm one of the most qualified people on the planet to help with this natural disaster that's killing millions of people. Jack, we need you on the ground to help. We need your scientific knowledge. No, I need to go get my son. <laughs> but we really need your help. This is really important. The whole world's a de- Literally millions of people are dying and it's not addressed at any point in this movie. <laughs> no, I've got to walk to New York <laughs> to get my son. Please, for the love of God. But don't you understand, Jack? If we die, your son dies. So it's probably more important to help the world because either way, he's going to die. No, me and two of my friends have agreed (laughs) who are also very qualified and necessary to the world's survival. Survival. We're going to want, and one of them is just going to kill himself for the sake of my snooty, rich, entitled son. I don't care who I lay in my wake. I need my son to live. Oh, my God. Dad, you found me in this global disaster where millions of people have died and it hasn't been addressed. You found me. Yes, I did, son. And now everything is going to be fine. Everything is okay and fixed. Except for a possible 300-year ice age. Sure, but you're okay, right, son? (laughs) Jack Hall out. (laughs) Yep, pretty good. Pretty Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do. We once again we meet someone who has the only knowledge that can save this natural disaster. The the only person in the vicinity that can possibly help. Yeah, we're about to tick off, I think, a full list of dude cinema. Yeah, tropes. yeah, definitely. So there's a dude up. Uh, Unfortunately, the wife is still alive. Yes, but not present. I think they're divorced or on the verge. I couldn't quite figure <laughs> yeah. out. It would. Be, it would make more sense for them to be divorced because they always are in these disaster movies. Yes. Um, but I think they were on their way out. Mm. She's not happy. Yeah, not at all. He's also distant with his son. Yes, big tick. Yeah. Fractured relationship <laughs> with my son. He's very competent at his yeah. job. Again, I don't know why there aren't more people 
that have his knowledge base. Why mm. is there only one of him? But that's fine. Yeah, he's the only man in America speaking the truth. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Because everyone always goes straight to America when they need their, like, scientific experts on disasters. Yes, famously. Who knows what the <laughs> fuck's going on in Europe? They just eat croissants and don't read a book, I think. Oh, fuck that. Russia? They've, what have they done? <laughs> Nothing recently. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got oh, so we've got dad fractured relationship with son, kind of estranged from wife, very competent at his very specific job that no one else has. Yes, and then all of a sudden, natural disasters just start happening. Yeah, and then he basically realizes that it's this crazy shift in something or other, and it's basically climate change, mm. and the new ice age is coming. Yes, very soon. Yeah, he originally thinks 30 years. That's I mean, right. longer, long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the sake of the movie, they're like, fuck, we can't actually put that on film. So let's no, hurry it up to a couple of days. This is not called the day after 30 years from now. Yeah. This is called the day, <laughs> the day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. So quick, quick. <laughs> um, it's a very cold movie. Yes. Not a lot of colour. Not a lot of colour, lots of blues, Dark. lots of greys. Yeah, lots I watched of whites. M- most of this on a plane and Oh plane screens yes. famously just not good for exposure. Mm-mm. Well also like because it was like an evening I watched it last night on the plane back from Perth. And when I'm on a plane, I always turn the brightness down to the lowest. So yeah. one, if there's like titties or a butt, people don't think I'm a pervert. <laughs> nice. And two, because it's like it's impolite to have on a brightness. I had to have this all the way oh, up. Yeah. And so then when it went from like dark, 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 white snow scene, I was like Ouch. blinded. And I'm sure the people next to me were as well. They and I felt woken so up. bad. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, I have a podcast. Sorry. I have to. Watch <laughs> you don't understand. I have a movie podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just as important as Jack Hall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the only one qualified <laughs> to watch a movie this bright on the plane. That's me. All right. Yeah. Forget the kid with the iPad two rows up. <laughs> He's just rude. <laughs> He's my trainee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very cold. I was going <laughs> to, I had ice cream in the fridge. I watched this yesterday and I was planning to have some like afternoon ice cream and I just couldn't because this movie is so fucking so cold. cold. But it, it hits what they call in this movie is global warming. Right. Which we now know as climate change. Yes. But it's, I just, did you like find the parallels for what? discussions are now what is Mm. it 17 years later as still the same as this movie was happening in 2004 yeah well i looked into like uh, a little bit about the movie and these discussions have been going on for 40 years now since the 80s yeah there have been so many times where it's like we need to start like using coal and i wasn't listening i was busy being a kid yeah it's not your fault thank you it's my parents' fault. Yeah. Just mine. No one else's. No one else's. Not <laughs> our parents, just my parents. They're the worst. Oh, yeah. my God. The oh my God. The oil they poured into the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> just imagine your dad with two olive oil <laughs> jars. Be like, ha, ha, He ha, did ha. not understand the assignment, but no, he, no. he gave it a good go. <laughs> the fish are more shiny because of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought it was really interesting to also, like, 
a lot of parallels. So, yeah, so the, back then it was still called Global Warming. And so right at the beginning of the movie when he's like, it's going to be a new ice age kind of thing, someone goes like, why is it called Global Warming if it's it getting colder? Which is exactly the fucking shit that, like, Trump used to say yeah. when he was president. It was like, Global Warming? Oh, I think it's pretty cold here right now, so it's not true. Yeah. So I just – how frustrating – that we're like 17 years later and still having the exact same conversation. Yeah. Ugh. I guess it's also hard because, I mean, so much of it has come out that it's like, oh, it's massive corporations. Yeah, it's not just the, yeah, it's not the people going to watch The Day After Tomorrow yeah. <laughs> to do yeah, yeah, the yeah. changing. Yeah, of course, like separate and recycle where you can, you know. Sure. But also. Doesn't recycling not even get recycled, I heard recently somewhere? It depends. Oh, my Some places God. are good at it, some places are bad. Oof. But, yeah, it's, like, of course, like, do what you can, where you can. Mm. But, but, yeah, because I remember growing up at school, it was, like, you have the power. Yeah. You. Shorter showers, you fucking cunt. You're yeah. ruining the world. St. John's Primary School in Perth. <laughs> have the power to stop global warming. Tell Dad to stop watering his lawns every yeah. Saturday. Tell him to buy a Prius. It's easy. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> Tell him to stop dumping olive oil into the water. It's yeah. just weird. Convince him it won't emasculate him in any way. <laughs> it's easy. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. What else? Oh, he goes So he goes to his... Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> I nearly said little conference. <laughs> he goes to his little... Little conference. His little meet and greet with his... Yeah. These nerd friends. And the vice president is like, the real problem's the economy. And it's like, what are you on about, you okay. crazy old man? That's crazy. <laughs> and then literally 24 hours he's like, oh, no, it's happening now. Yep. Yep. We have to do shit. So he has a son who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal, mm, baby very Jake. Very young Jake Gyllenhaal. Baby. He was a broody little kid, wasn't he? Yeah. This and Donnie Darko. I don't think I've ever seen him smile once in any of these movies. No, no, no. Such a little brood guy. So he is living in New York or something. He's at school there or something and he hates his dad and he's all broody and a little shit. And basically he gets stranded. So then a big, yeah, big ice age comes, like big yeah. tidal waves, ruins ruins New York City. Millions and millions and millions, probably billions dead. Billions dead across the world. Yeah, this is not yeah. just happening in America. And then they take refuge in the big New York State Public Library. Yeah. And that's where most of the Jake Gyllenhaal scenes happen from. And he's mm. with a little f- a group of friends. They're the only people in the library that survive. <laughs> yeah. And there were hundreds of them yeah. that went in there. I don't know if you know this, New York's. Big city. It's a really big city, it turns out. <laughs> I was like, one of oh, the biggest. that's why they call it the Big Apple. <laughs> Not the medium-sized mm-hmm. apple. Not a little, what are they? Red Delicious. The Red Delicious. <laughs> no, nah, it's a big, this it's is a, a pink fat lady. granny Smith. <laughs> and look, a lot happens, but I can't think of more actual, like, specific plot points. Yeah, well, you're just watching a lot of people, like, trying to cope Mm. in like these situations but like so much of the reality of it doesn't match up like how cold it gets Mm. like how cold it gets like people die instantly Mm. from it and I don't like even just Jack Hall just walking through the snow yeah isn't he meant to 
Isn't that meant to be freezing weather? Like humans freezing weather? Yeah. Because mm. like he's got Arctic gear on, but regularly we'll just take off his gloves. Mm. And I'm like, look, even I know the fingies the are fingies, the ones that get cold They first. get real cold. <laughs> Someone with low iron and poor circulation. <laughs> the fingies are the first to go. Yeah, you got to look after the fingies. <laughs> Last they're going to snap right off. There were some cool moments, like I, considering it was 2004 and like the CGI wasn't great, but I remember it being cool. Like when you yeah. see all of the the buildings start to ice up from the top down yeah, and like when that guy's getting out of a helicopter and you see him freeze, freeze. yeah, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And like the they did have a lot of interesting facts in it just that I imagine at the beginning of the awareness around climate change would have been like, well, not the beginning, apparently the middle of it, yeah. but it would have been really interesting like how they found a woolly mammoth and he still had food in his mouth. Yeah. So that just means in the previous Ice Age that they're using as a guide for this one, mm. the woolly mammoth literally died instantly Yeah. to the point where he couldn't even, it didn't even swallow what was in his mouth and it was yeah. still completely preserved. Like that's all really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is because it definitely tries to educate mm. a little bit, but then also sensationalizes it. Yeah. To the point where you're like, oh, that'll never happen. So I don't know if it – it definitely is a movie with a message, but I mm. don't know if it really helped. Well, I mean, it's kind of – to me it felt kind of similar to a Don't Look Up. Yes. But less preachy, definitely. I didn't feel like this was preaching to me yeah, too much sure. day after tomorrow. But I think it was a bit too soft because at the end everything's – like you said, they keep not really – they keep skirting over the millions and millions of death toll that would definitely have happened. Yeah. And it ends on a good note, like everything's fine yeah. kind of vibe. So I don't know if it really would have like hit home the actual ramifications of what could happen. Yeah, because they talk about how like they're like, oh, it's just like the top part. It's also like so America – Oh, yeah, is the world. Centric, yeah, yeah that it kind of like doesn't – hit on any of the bigger points of like oh and everyone just like migrated south a little bit yeah. and it's like yeah people died but like you know thank god mexico led us across the border <laughs> i was like look that's funny i don't that's know if it's meant funny. to be funny but i found that funny <laughs> in hindsight that is very funny but just like how they wrapped it up was so like the mm. president's speech at the end mm. was so just like look yeah people died but i think there's a lot of hope in this and i think we should all kind of just be grateful <laughs> That we can go to Mexico now. Yeah. And it's like they're going to be experiencing a oh, huge. This It's going to ruin the, the country. Yeah. There'd still be like floods and oh, like yeah. all other sorts of things happening all over the world, not just in the Northern Hemisphere. North America. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in Canada's dead. Yeah. You guys give a fuck about that? What happened to Canadians? We like them. All gone. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> Unless they all hid inside a giant building and Maybe. kept a fire going. <laughs> For a day, apparently. <laughs> there were some very iconic moments in this film that I remember being huge at the time, like the Hollywood sign getting yeah. like, just completely ruined I by a tornado. I definitely have seen that before. Yeah. Definitely. And then the obviously the tidal wave kind of like getting up to almost the top of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. That was a big iconic moment as well. Can I ask, did you like this movie? I don't know. I'm really on the fence about it because there was – I definitely got swept up in mm -hmm. the moments of it. It's the, like, narrative of it and it did make me care about Great. Jack and his very rich son 
Um, I mean, Jack's the rich one. Like, he's yeah. <laughs> this son's just done very well for himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It made me feel for some yeah, very lucky people, yes. very privileged people. And there was a lot of moments where I was fully invested in mm-hmm. it. Like the scene with the wolves in the boat. That was cool. Yeah. That was. I was saying at that point, I was like, okay, let's just throw some loose wolves in there for good yeah. measure. <laughs> Chuck them in. Uh, yeah, I really liked that. And also it was very smooth and like mm. very well done. But I don't. I don't know if I loved it overall. Okay. Like, I don't know. What did you think? I liked it. It hit all of my disaster movie needs. Great. And so I really liked it for that. Like just baseline, that's why I liked it. If I was to look further into it, definitely not my favourite disaster movie. Of course. I don't know what it is. I just don't like watching Jake Gyllenhaal be broody. I just... Maybe it's because of Johnny Darko. Maybe it's because of we found out what he did to Taylor Swift. That too. Mm. I have since found, since watching him in anything, have found that out. So that's definitely tainted my view of him for sure. Yeah. Did I listen to the 10-minute version of All Too Well immediately after watching this? Yes. Good. Did I cry on the plane? Yes. Excellent. (laughs) That's the best place to cry. I love to cry on planes. It's the best. It's it's so it's romantic, and with the mask too, you can just like put up a little higher, and oh, people don't know. And just dab away those little petite lady tears. <laughs> but yeah, I I liked it purely as a disaster movie. I still would classify this as a '90s disaster film, even though it was yeah. made in the 2000s. It just has every single thing in it. Yeah, I couldn't tell like if this was late 2000s. Yeah, yeah. But I should have just actually looked for the towers on the New York. Skyline. Oh, yeah. That would actually answer my question right away. That's very smart. I probably wouldn't know which ones they were or weren't, to be honest. <laughs> and the two ones that look the same. Like twins, would you say? Yeah, exactly like oh, twins. Okay. <laughs> Not sure if they're fraternal or identical. That's okay. I yeah. mean, it still counts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I yeah, I didn't love Jake Gyllenhaal. He also definitely looked a little too old to be in high school. He definitely did. He yeah. had some stubble going. He had a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, even when he was like hooking up with that other, oh, yeah. the other teenage girl, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm. Similar to the Taylor Swift dynamic, I was like, <gasps> she's too young. What are you doing, Jake? No. <laughs> See, he has an mo. <laughs> <laughs> so is it Dennis Quaid played? Yes. Is he still with us? Oh, I think so. Because and he is or was married to Meg Ryan. What? Yeah, and they have a son. What's his name? Danny Quaid, I think. <gasps> Danny and Quaid. He's the lead in the boys. Oh no way, Danny yeah. Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <gasps> he's got like his dad's eyes, but the Meg Ryan mouth. And oh I wow! Can't, again, I have a thing about mouths, and I can't unsee it the whole time watching the boys. Yes. I'm like, that's Meg Ryan's mouth. <laughs> Well, you'd be able to tell if it was Dennis Quaid's mouth because Dennis Quaid's smile is just a triangle. Have you noticed that? What? It's purely just a – he does that – he's that Joker grin, like that Jack Nicholson Joker grin. He, comes up here and then his bottom lip just comes down to a point like a triangle. Oh, my God, you're so – yes. Yeah, it's just that lip that drops at the yeah. bottom. So I'm glad he got Meg's, Meg's mouth. I mean, look at that. Oh, yeah. That is a – damn. That, that is a 90-degree Pythagoras – I don't know. Uh, triangle right there. Jack Quaid is his son. Jack Quaid. Yeah. And I'm just looking him up. Turns out he's brothers with Randy Quaid, the crazy guy. Who's Randy Quaid? Randy Quaid is an actor who was in, I only know him from Christmas Vacation. Do you know that guy? 
No. He was in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But anyway, he's turned nuts. He's fucking crazy now. This is him now. Ooh, wow. That is a circular beard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is an that orb. That is the roundest. I'm going to post that on socials. Yeah. That's the craziest beard I've ever seen. So that's Dennis Quaid's uh, brother. And apparently they are estranged. They don't talk anymore. anymore. Oh, yeah. Wow. But yeah. So I like, did you like Dennis Quaid? Well, I did. Sorry. I've just seen this on his. Wikipedia. Oh, no. I shouldn't have looked this up. Okay. So again, in full dude cinema fashion, mm. he has had four wives. Of course. And all of them just get progressively younger. <gasps> Look at that. They're all like the same blonde woman, just oh younger. My God. Except for Meg Ryan, who's a dream and an angel. Of course, of course. Oh yes. Oh yes, okay. How fucking dare you? He's got Literally two years in between each marriage. Oh, no, he had about 20 years off in between his first and Meg Ryan. He's fucking around. Yeah. He was busy. He was living his best life. Yeah. Um, that's disappointing. Wow, wow, wow. I couldn't. This is the hard thing is he looks so much like, oh, my God, the Han Solo. He looks so much. Yes. He looks exactly like um Harrison Ford. Yes. I can't believe Indeed. I forgot that after 191 <laughs> episodes. Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones, Han Solo, Harrison oh my Ford. my God. And Barry. Um, cut out that and Barry. <laughs> I just realised what that was. Now let's make it a thing. No, no. All okay, right. let's sound off in the comments <laughs> of our social media. And Barry. Is, is, Barry is, a, is thing? it a thing? Or is it Or should Barry? we kill ourselves? <laughs> Should we kill ourselves? I don't know. They're the two options. Uh, don't write that in the comments or no. Instagram will flag that. That's true. Your account will get suspended for a little while. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't like warm to him. No. Like he just felt like very selfish the mm. whole way through. And again, he's like smart and competent and a scientist who's fighting, you know, sure. for the earth to survive. Love that. Love that vibe. Mm. But he just has like a very cold demeanor, mm. and it wasn't just the snow. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Even when he was in warm rooms. <laughs> Even when he was by a fire. Yeah, a cold demeanor. Yeah, I agree. I think he was very boring and normal. Yeah, he just did compare him to say uh, Pierce Brosnan in was it Volcano? No, Pierce Brosnan in Dante's Peak. I would know. Or uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones in Volcano. Like there was just more to their characters. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's character in this was, I think, purely just like he had two beats. I want to save my son. I know what's going to happen. Also, he doesn't fix anything. Yeah. He's a scientist, but he can't fix anything. Yeah. Because it's like a global, like crazy weather shift. Mm. He's just saying this is what I think will happen. Mm. That's his entire role as the scientist. But they're the two beats. He just wants to save his son and that's it. There's not much more to him than that. Yeah. There's no emotional toll. He's never emotional about anything. Like he's- Best friend <laughs> of like 20 years they've worked together. Yeah, kills himself in front of him. To save him, them. Yeah. He sacrifices himself to, do you mean the guy who cuts himself off? Yes, in the, yeah. and dies on an escalator in an, Cut in an abandoned shopping mall. A decorated scientist, my God. And then I have to, I can't help but notice, not long after that, Dennis Quaid's all, he's pretty smiley. He's pretty chill. Joking around. Yeah. With the, the other guy who almost dies as well. Yeah, doesn't shed a tear. Purely just to save Dennis Quaid's kid. Yeah. They didn't have to go on this journey. They were quite safe where they were. Mm. I was like, you put this other guy and your work with him before your son for, what, the last decade and a half? Exactly. And now, and now you're like, oh, my God, I've fucked up. See ya. 
it's like great and you finally realize but what now he just dies and you don't care yeah you only care about one person at a time, at a time. <laughs> <You> sick fuck <laughs> sucks to be his wife oh my god who I, do you recognize her Yes. I've seen her. I just looked her up. I know her from House. She was in the movie House. She Show House. was. Because I was like, she's gorgeous. I think she's House's ex ah. or something. Yeah, she's lovely. But she's perfectly typecast as the wife of the main guy from a disaster movie as well. Like, it's all so easy. <laughs> like, it's all so predictable. I thought I think she did a great job. Yeah. I mean, all she had to do was have a lot of, like, semi-stressed worried. but thoughtful look. Mm. Like, worried but also in control. Very much in control. Yeah. And she's a doctor. Yeah. Which we've seen a few times before, I think, as well in these yeah. kind of movies. Definitely in Volcano there was a doctor who was a main character we see a lot of frozen dead people yeah which i realized with titanic that we've done recently we've seen a lot of frozen dead people lately oh my god (laughs) yeah and there wasn't any like they see a button like dennis quaid sees a bunch of frozen dead people and it's just like oh (laughs) he keeps walking he does like the cameras i don't know if it was the direction or his performance but the camera like goes to his face as though we're like oh he's about to finally react to this He's like, nah, I'll just keep plowing on, actually. Yeah. He's like, what's the point? It'll get frozen anyway. <laughs> I, I have mean, to full find my fingers are out. stupid son <laughs> who hates me. Yeah. Who are, was there any other standouts in the film for you? What about the girl? <laughs> oh, Amy Russell. The only girl. <laughs> yes. So I thought that she was a singer. Ah. But I'm slowly, I don't know why, unless she I was- recognized her, but I assumed it was from <gasps> Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> Are you shitting she my pants? Christine. <laughs> I'm just full I of am the words today. shitting your You're pants. shitting my pants. <laughs> Apologies. What? It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> But I'm making it happen. Yeah. Oh, my God. This The plane ride back from Perth has scrambled my brain. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she, that's where I know her from. She played Phantom of the same year as this, uh, no, 2004. Did she play the lead in Phantom of the yeah, Opera? Yeah, she played Christine. Oh <gasps> okay. I love that. I'm probably going to watch that straight afterwards. Mm. Oh, she also is a singer. Oh, no, from Phantom of the Opera. Wait, okay. she sung in Phantom of the Opera? Well, she, yeah, Christine does. So she must have, she must be one of those theater kids. Yeah. Oh, and she's also released albums. Oh, and- she has. She's got music videos and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. She uh, was great. She was great. Played, yeah, great love Pretty interest. Standard, yeah, young, young woman love interest. She had a bit of a autonomy. She had her own shit going on mm. in that she was really smart and stuff. I didn't believe their chemistry, though. No, I didn't either. Not for a second. I'm like, he's going to murder you. He is mm. too broody and creepy. Yeah. Like that. I don't see her being like, he's so romantic and cute and stuff. Yeah. I think he's just like the weird dude in the corner. Mm. I would have appreciated if they made him way more nerdy. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like, it would take a global disaster for for him to yeah come out of his shell and yeah to get and together. show that he's brave and stuff. And I was like, I like that. This guy's obviously just fucking twenty four seven. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's angry about it, mm, but he's yeah. doing it. He's not going on mm. like some decathlon. I mean, like what is it, mathlon or whatever? I think they called it a decathlon. Yeah, and brain decathlon <laughs> <laughs> to try and impress a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can smash anywhere. He can. 
And he does. And he does. I reckon. Yeah, I didn't really. I'm just looking at the cast. There's like a, a big cast of like mm. there's heaps of people because you got like the whole president's like team that you see a lot. And then yeah. you've got the people at the base and the people, the weather guys. And there's a lot of people, but no one else really like stood out to me. I swear there's someone else that we're forgetting a big name in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Ian Holm. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a hobbit. A lot of, yes. Yeah, he was in it. That was fun to see him. Yeah, otherwise everyone else, I'm like, oh, I kind of recognise you. Mm. I love the name Dash Mihawk. Oh, him. I recognise him from something. He's the guy, he's the the new friend, the new co-worker. Oh, one that yeah. Doesn't die. Dash Mihawk. Dash Mihawk. What a great name. He looked a bit like a thumb. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a bit, bit thummy. Oh, mm. one more really cool moment, and this was just like the moment that really satisfied my disaster moviness, is like when the ship's floating through the city. Yeah. So fucking cool. Yeah. I love that stuff. Like, that ship's not meant to be there. Oh, that's crazy. How'd you do that? Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I was like, that is interesting and cool, but there was like an element of chaos missing from this movie. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. Everything was happening so calmly. Yeah. Uh, yes, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Way too calm. There were times like where there were moments where you where you know that the characters are realising Everyone on Earth is likely going to die soon. Yeah. Like there's no tomorrow for anyone. Mm. There's definitely no day after tomorrow. Definitely no day after tomorrow. (laughs) And I just didn't get enough panic Mm. from it. Yeah, everyone was too competent. Everyone was too competent, too calm. Like even the whole Dennis Quaid going to save his son, which he actually didn't need to do in the end. His son Mm. was quite fine by himself. He was off getting penicillin and like he was the hero. Yeah. And I was like, well, if everyone's going to die, like you keep telling us they mm. are, why do you need to – let's just all die. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the panic? Where is the like, fuck, me, this is going to be crazy forever. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a bit like, okay, now that it's done, everything goes back to normal vibes. Mm. And you're like, I know that's not the case. Absolutely not. And there's all the fact that it's like people from just being outside for a moment are dying and yeah. you're walking. Yes. Yeah. What, like, hold on. Let me just check the distance. Let, let me do a little maths here. Where did he go from? At least Philadelphia. He walked from Philadelphia to New York City in the snow. Yeah. Directions to Philadelphia. Not from here. Google Maps. <laughs> New York Public Library. Right. So it is. Oh, I forget that the US is way smaller than here. It's oh. a day walk. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Ah, mm. I assumed it was like from Sydney to Queensland to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, a day drive. 97 miles. So that's like. Maybe fit after that. Yeah. It's Jealous. a long. Jealous. Long time. Or maybe he went from New Jersey. Look, I don't know, but it's a long fucking. I don't think fucking... they know either, yeah. to be honest. Mm. I mean, I guess as well because the snow is like covered everything on top. You're not having to go through streets or anything. That's true. You get a bird's eye travel. Essentially flying. (laughs) That's what I didn't get as well. This freshly fallen snow. Why aren't they just falling down into it? Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. There were a few things that, I'm like, where did all the water go? Yeah. the, The city was flooded and then like next day it's all snow. Yeah. Shouldn't it still be water? There'd be, yeah, still be some water. Anyway. And if there wasn't, then all your blood and fingies are frozen off. So frozen. Oh. Like the Disney movie. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> we get it. All right. Shall we wrap up? All righty. So, Alexia, yeah. would you recommend this movie on a date? 
Yeah, I would. Mm. It was pretty, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty pretty basic, standard, risk. I don't think, see a lot of risk in this movie. So, yeah, I think this would be a nice date movie. What about you? Yeah. I, I think it's a great date movie. Mm. Gets you know to talk about like global issues. Yeah, you can you see know. where your partner stands yeah. if they're a climate change, change denier or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, get chatting. It's like, what are your, you know, Thoughts, what are you feels. doing? What do you feel about climate change? Because mm. if they're like, maybe they're like, I am a zero waste house. Mm. I like basically bag my own shit and plant it in the garden or whatever. You Lock might be like, that that's too much down. for me. <laughs> okay. <That's- laughs> Or it could be the other way of they're just like, I burn coal in my backyard for fun. Just You're like, for oh, funsies. Fuck. Find, try and find a middle ground mm. between those two. Yeah, commonality. Yeah. <laughs> um, did this movie make you horny? No. no. Not in any way, shape or form. No. There was just something missing from it to really hit for me the complete package of a 90s disaster movie. I don't know what it was. There's something. I think it was chaos. I think it was chaos. I think it was panic. Mm, yeah. At no point was I stressed. And most of the movie I was like, I mean, this is very impressive, like effects-wise. And a lot of yeah. shots were quite beautiful even. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, I haven't seen, yeah, any mm. real injury or panic or I wasn't emotion. Able, you're right. I wasn't able to relate and put myself in that position and because mm. you know, that's where I, I love that adrenaline rush of like, oh, what would I do in this situation? Yeah. Like a deep impact when you're like, oh, my God, where would I go to survive the tidal wave? Like yeah. who would I leave behind? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you don't really get that from this movie. Mm-mm, yeah, That's definitely all. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then okay. at ratings – Okay. How many triangle smiles uh, out of five do you give this movie? Um, I give it three and a half mm-hmm. triangle smiles. Mm-hmm. So then three triangles and then another triangle because that's what you get when you get a triangle and a half. Man, they really are a magical shape. Wow. <laughs> That is some <clears throat> education. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I give it three. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was better than half, but the, the you're right, the lack of chaos and panic, just mm. yeah, I'm going to take two off for that. Yeah. And the whole ending of wrapping it up, like, and everything's fine. We all just moved to Mexico. Yeah. Of like. I'd love to see the follow-up to that. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? On a global scale. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked a bit of a hammer to drop at the end mm. of being like, oh, this is just the beginning. Yeah. it defi- it. You're right. It should have ended by feeling like this is the beginning of something crazy. Mm. But it felt like it was the end of something crazy. Yeah. 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 It really was just like, and yeah, global warming is going to happen, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like it needed to, it didn't need to have like a preachy message. No. But it, yeah, set out with this big idea to make you think about global warming. And then it was like, ah, but don't worry about it. But it's it. fine. It's just cold, you guys. Mm. You just got to get some gloves and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or gloves sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Watch those pinkies. All right. Well, that was a day after tomorrow. You guys, we release episodes weekly. So please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and please join us next week when we are doing our first ever Austin Powers movie. What the frick? Yeah. What the absolute frick? We're going to do Gold Member. And yes, we know that Gold Member is not the first of the Austin Powers trilogy. However, we have our reasons. And you will find out next week what those are. <laughs> if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod. Like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to give back to the pod in any way, shape, or form, we have, of course, our 
Patreon. Mm. $7 a month for bonus episodes every single week. Yeah. And a little message board on there so you can chat to other cinemates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have merch at dudesinemapod.com, tote bags and stickers. Stickies for your fingies. Uh, wrap around your fingers, use them as a glove. There you go. Whatever. Uh, and what else do we have? Five stars. Oh, my God. And, yes, for free, you can rate this podcast five stars. And in your review, let us know what movie a dude has told you to see, and we will review it for you. And we've got one this week. <gasps> uh, this is from UW, UWF Rep. Five stars. Title, Love These Ladies. Just caught up after binging for a few months and have loved every minute. Do y'all think you'll do more horror in October by any chance? <gasps> My boyfriend, a huge horror fan, had me watch the Netflix original Fear Street 1994 on our first date, and we watched the subsequent movies on following dates. It's a good thing he's got a great personality. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll eventually get him to listen to some eps with me. Thanks for broadening my movie horizons and being awesome, hilarious people. Oh, my God. The UWF rep. Thank you. Thank you. And we will be doing some more horror. We'll definitely do some horror in uh, October. Yeah. I think we're going to do the movie Men. Yes. Soon. Which it's in the title. Yeah. (laughs) It was a horror movie made for us. (laughs) But definitely we'll check out Fear Street. Yeah. 1994, the greatest year um, that there ever was. What was it? What happened that year? I'll just (laughs) – our Lord and Christ – (laughs) <laughs> was born she was born that day it's back to create a movie podcast and spread the word of That's the good right. lord spread the good word <laughs> Yes. Yes. So. Mohara. I'm scared. Yeah, that's exciting. I love horror. Let's do it. All right. Well, Alexia. Yes, my love. And all our and you, our beautiful cinemate. Yeah. A kumite to you both. And a kumite to you and yours. <laughs> <laughs>